Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Why, Jesus, we'll bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help Captain P-Funk finally afford that Merlot Broham he's been wanting. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to Highscore 510, where real talk is our vernacular. Zach, you're arguing against yourself right now. You're, just to prove a point, that shit, they've not changed. They didn't change shit in nowhere uh-huh. else, dude. So I know they're not. They're gonna start. They not. like that practice. You There's tell me, you tell me which global, what, 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 what company that has global reach is gonna say we just gonna make a sweeping change across all our, all our, our platforms across the entire country and world? They're not gonna do that. They're gonna start somewhere small and they go, they're gonna test it out and see how it goes, and then they're gonna expand it. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what the problem. Do. Testing out on niggas. Everybody wanna test on a nigga. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Either either change the policy and don't have niggas in your house. Don't I, I don't want hugs from hashtag hugs for white folks. I don't want it. Yeah. Just see, see I want you to see my face. You don't want my black ass in your house. Cancel the damn for subscription. I don't even I, I don't care no more. People hey, if don't like black folks, don't color code it. Just say, man, I don't trust y'all because I've been watching what y'all doing on Fox News. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and at Horcrux Hipster on the Twitter or hip, Hipster Horcrux. You can also check us out at our Patreon and get some of our exclusive bonus content at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And we are here with. This is AG3 coming at you faster than Jim Jones running home from middle school to see his mom. She told me how to tongue kiss when I was younger. Like, like what's the instructions? It wasn't no instructions. She showed me with her mouth. Like she She kissed you. <laughs> and we are here with Hey everyone. Uh it's everybody's friendly um Captain, Captain P Funk. I forgot when I was coming at you faster, man. I had a whole tyrant about some stuff, but I forgot. Diabetes. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Actually, about I, uh, diabetes and uh, 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 you know, diabetes wilford brimley diabetes and my name is jared aka dj art with two t's for a double dose of that tink tink the d is silent so it's just jart could i have a moment of silence for antonio brown one of the greatest football players of all time <laughs> thank you shout out to antonio brown the hits keep coming aaron as you said he's the gift that keeps on giving antonio brown did not stop after his Breaking news slash uh, unprecedented 
uh, meltdown on the sideline, or you could say unprecedented, um, unprecedented, uh, was it personal stand he took on the sideline uh, by leaving the sideline and not repping that team's brand anymore. Uh, henceforth, I'm rocking this Derek Cardry. Shout out to Soul Raider for sending me this snazzy Derek Cardry's that I'm wearing today. It's the last day I got to wear it. Let's go Raiders. Shout out sponsorship. Let's go ahead and we'll start off with some news. We got some a quick news story. We got some more AB news to get to. Obviously, we'll get to those. Uh, and then we'll get to some general NFL records being broken. White men dominating the league this year. It's a great thing. So, anyways, <laughs> beautiful white men dominating the league. Um, aside from that, we also got some Twitter Sweet Symphony slash quick hitters to get to. Um, so, we got we got got an action-packed show today. So, anyways, um, in news, in news this week, or actually, should we start with question of the day? Let's start with some question of the day. Let's go ahead and start there. All right. Question of the day. This one goes out to Pedro in particular. Uh, question <laughs> of the day. Where did you learn to kiss? This week on, a, on the Angela Yee podcast, she sat down with Jim Jones and he explained where he learned how to kiss. Here's a clip. What did your mom tell you about sex when you were she young? She told me everything about sex. Like what? My Love first condoms. It like that. My mom told me how to kiss when I was younger. What did she tell you to do? <laughs> she told me how to tongue kiss when I was younger. Like, like, what's the instructions? It wasn't no instructions. She showed me with her mouth. Like, she... She kissed you? It's my mother. No, wow. I'm just... Okay. I love my it. parents never... My parents kissed me, barely kissed me on the cheek. No, so my mom I just stopped kissing showed my son me how to, She showed me how to tongue kiss when I was younger. Remember, my mom's was 17. She's... A baby. Look at all the babies that's yeah. having babies now. Sure. And, act, and look how they act with their babies. It's like Be they like, have a little sister or a little brother yeah, you more than they had. Did, did you think did you think tongue kissing was nasty at first? Because I the first time somebody tried to tongue kiss me, I thought it was so disgusting. Um the first time I tongue kissed a girl, yeah. All right. So Cam P Funk, uh the, the captain of regular sex and AG3, the kinky concubine. <laughs> where did y'all learn how to kiss that is the question of the day sure as hell not from a family member i'll tell you that right now <laughs> at school with girls at school or with people or no matter what you're what you're into you do it learn that at school like like most normal like 99 percent of the world and most normal human beings <laughs> through practice with people you are attracted to and that were attracted to you that is not your kinfolk. Wait, who's, who's that? Who's that in there co-hosting though? Kid? I don't know who the women's are, so you might have to look it up. I've look been looking it up. it up right now. That's why I was a little late to answer right there. <laughs> Angela Yee, <laughs> man. Angela, what's wrong with Angela Yee? was next to her though. <laughs> she gotta have him because she get because you know what? If it was just Angela and Jim Jones, no one would have saw this clip. Nobody would watch this shit. <laughs> uh, Captain P Funk, as the uh, pastor of regular sex, um, yes. you know, what I'm saying. The pastor and purveyor, can you tell us where did you learn how to kiss and what advice would you give to our young brother, Jim Jones? Well, I believe God showed me how to tongue kiss. Praise why Jesus. It was back in 1989. Shout out to Coco, the goddess. She has a uh, adult program that she does on, um, I think it's Straight Talk Radio and that was my first little girlfriend and she taught me how to kiss in the presence of God. I was in the realm of Jesus. They were praying in the next room and I was in Sunday school and God 
use her to show me how to tongue kiss. It was the softest little kiss I ever had. Luckily, it didn't go, well, unfortunately, it didn't go farther than that. I tried to make it go farther than that one time at Sunday school, but the lights wasn't dim enough. And uh, I don't understand why us as Black people don't talk about the incest in our relationships like we do with the trailer park white folks. It's a bad, it's a, we're in a bad position in our community. And this is, this goes on a lot more than you guys think. It's, it's cousins sleeping with cousins. That's why you got all them wild fools in the Midwest and the South killing each other because they chromosomes all mixed in together because they related. And nobody talks about it. And this is what's wrong with Jim Jones. His mother had in inappropriate moment with her son. Mm-hmm. You know why he didn't have it had an inappropriate moment with his son? Because the father wasn't there. Oh, shout so it would have been okay if the father kissed him? I just said <laughs> shout out to Republicans. Yeah. It's, not, it's not okay for any family member to teach you. Maybe they want to teach you how to put on condom with a with a uh, object or something, cucumber, something like that. And I tell this to all my family members, I do not like discussing sex with any of them. People, we got to talk to God. My brothers, they used to tell me, oh yeah, this one has some good cooch. What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? I didn't want to know. <laughs> I did not want to know. I can't imagine my brothers laying pipe to no hood rat female, okay? Uh, my sister, I, mom, anybody, my dad, I never wanted to hear how I got here. For, let me have my fantasy about the stork bringing me here. All you wanted to hear was, one knee is for the team, two knees is for Jesus. Please, yes. <laughs> Shit, I didn't start learning about oral sex until I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro saw his first oral sex scene and was like, Oh my God! Uh, he broke out a shot. I didn't play. I didn't play around with that. I'm not putting my mouth on nobody dirty pee hole. <laughs> the hell? Where the hell are they talking about right there? <laughs> uh, he's still. <laughs> I don't understand how you can talk about any of that on the radio. I'm like, what happened to taboo? I'm uncomfortable. I'm totally uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll just let you know. So shame on Jim Jones' mother for teaching him how to kiss. Should have taught him how to rap. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because I'm like, this fool's our age, Pedro. He's 76. Yeah. It don't make no damn sense for him to be out here talking. He should. He should be a grown ass man to know better that even if that was the situation, man, you could die with that shit. <laughs> That's some shit you die with. I think. I think he's honestly yeah. trying to share that, not realizing that that shit is not. Well, maybe it's more normal in maybe the community he came up in, but like around our country. He came in, in a general. black community. Let me tell you, I had a father in my life, and the one thing he didn't talk to me about was about the birds and the bees. You still figure that shit out. Well, right? maybe that's why we have so many maladjusted men, because they don't get talked to about their feelings and, and the birds and the bees as, as readily, you know what I'm saying, as, as um, and maybe and women too, you know what I'm saying? They're not being talked about it. And maybe that's part of the process of us evolving as a community and a society is that we're able to talk about these innate hormonal and, and, and primal urges, we biological urges we have, and how do we manifest those and manage those in a positive, constructive way uh, moving forward? 
you know, into our adulthood. You trying to make excuses for him fucking up, Jared? No, I ain't saying I'm not gonna make no excuses. His mother tongue kissed him and taught him how to tongue kiss. That's, that's no, no. Wrong. The worst part about that, that's already bad. Whatever it is, take that for whatever it is. Shit happened 45 years, or, or excuse me, 35 years ago or whatever, right? The worst part is this motherfucker talking about it to me. I'm like, dude, that's some shit you die with. So can you show me that video again so I can see what the person looking like? I'm so well, just to be clarified, so none of us learn from our mothers or our fathers how to kiss. No. I didn't learn how to have sex until <laughs> I watched Color Purple. <laughs> Come, on. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> In news this week, Airbnb in Oregon is going to block hosts from being able to see guest names until they accept the uh, reservation as a way to push back against racial bias. As part of ongoing work, we will take learnings from this process and use them to inform future efforts, efforts to fight bias, the company added. It was born out of a lawsuit in which three Black women from Portland, Oregon area alleged the rental site use of names and photographs allowed for racial discrimination, violating the state's public accommodation laws. In doing so, the Oregon and Airbnb have, because they have this clear-cut law, have decided to limit the photos and the names, the full names, only using initials um, of the prospective renters. Um, What do you guys think about that? I I think the number is a higher percentage of, of chance of a Black. I dealt with this myself. They need to take all photos off. It doesn't make sense to have photos on. Like, right? They hadn't said they've taken all photos off. Do they do that? Because I don't have even a black last name. I don't have a black first name. And I don't have a middle name. I have Ooh. the most white so name. You, have, you have a Negro phenotype, though. Come on. <laughs> and then, and then, and then here's, here's the damn thing, the problem. I kept getting denied with Airbnb and things like that, right? And that was trying to go to L.A trying to go to Venice area, kept getting denied, kept getting denied. No reason at all until they take off. I told you, this is my problem with the gig economy. It doesn't, we we don't have a set of standards. The gig economy is created to basically sidestep the standards that are created, the standards and the rules and the regulations to rule out stuff like this, to rule out biasness and and what is it called when you don't let someone in? You know what I'm talking about. Discrimination. Discrimination, yes. That's basically what it is. And that's and like I said, like I remember when Brandon was like, Brandon was very careful about who was in his photos when he put them on the thing. It's ridiculous. When I go rent a hotel, guess what? I don't have to select the photo. I have to put my name in because I got to put my credit card in and who's checking in. That's it. No discrimination at all. But when yeah. you go to Airbnb and, and VRBO, Verbo, as they like to say, this is exactly what you get. Discrimination. Mm-hmm. You have to keep trying. Keep trying. Well, in 2015 and 2016, around the time that you were getting denied, the hashtag Airbnb while Black circulated, highlighting the racist experience users face. Um, many Black users discussed being denied bookings until they changed their online profile um, to use a generic photo and even found that using photos of white individuals could game the system for them. So a study conducted by the Harvard Business School researchers affirmed that uh, out of these stories, uh, they studied 6,400 Airbnb listings in five American cities. And the study concluded that the requests of guests with distinctly African-American names are roughly 16% less likely to be accepted than identical guests with distinctly distinctively white names. So um, Harvard Business School did a study on it, you know, in five major cities. So there's something to this. And, and we've, we've lived through it. And, you know, a funny story is <laughs> Aaron and I went down to L.A. 
And you know what I'm saying? I tried to I try to lay it on thick so they couldn't deny me. I said, man, I I, I was ambiguous, but I said me and my partner are coming down to start, start our, our vacation. So me and Aaron masqueraded as a uh, as a as a potential. Well, it's ambiguous enough language to where they thought maybe we we're a gay couple. So they wouldn't want to be like, man, we discriminate against a black gay couple, you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute, and- wait a minute, y'all two not gay? <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they booked their vacation. Y'all two gay dudes and and you're you're excited and you're on a trip. Who knows what's going to happen to them white sheets? Come on. Um, Anyways, but yeah, so, you know, I've I've had issues with booking it also. And I think that this is, um, shout out to Portland once again, you know what I'm saying, uh, Oregon, uh, even though it's one of the whitest states in the country, uh, put in some of that work towards creating some kind of uh, racial equity, at least for black folk. We'll see if it, you know, if they can continue to expand it um, beyond just the vacation rentals um, or, you know what I'm saying, Airbnb. But yeah, it's good to see that they have a law and they're, and they're, they're moving forward with the progress of how to institute that law within this realm. Um, and we'll see if it, you know, picks up in other ways. But I do agree, regulate, regulation needs to be better. Uh, it's one of the reasons why regulation is important. Can I get my piece on that, or are you done? What's up, Pedro? Go ahead. <laughs> I was waiting for hey, you to jump in. I, yeah, well, you was you was talking and you was reading the article. Well, I disagree. I think you need to have those photos up there. What if I rent a place and found out you're going to come down? I need to see a face. What if you got a teardrop on your face? Uh, you got some tattoos on your face, so you got tattoos on your arm. Matter of fact, I need to see you need to take your shirt off so I'll make sure you ain't gang affiliated. I don't want a bunch of uh thugs and there's one solution to that, Pedro. Um, then you don't rent a place out, then you just stay no. in your own damn place and you don't worry about it. You're trying to make money, you got to follow rules and regulations. Well, I can't make money if a bunch of thugs, a bunch of MS 13s, a bunch of Crips and Bloods. In my house, having a gangster party, listening to Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, um, oh, man. He said it like Nate Dogg. Uh, I, it had to be Nate Dogg alive call. no more. They listen. They out here. They're listening to that Ice Cube and Ice T and anybody with an ice in their name. I don't want that type of thing in the, in a house that I purchase and I rent it. And you and you know you people in there ruining the experience for the whole neighborhood. Now I get the calls, uh, and pay- you messed up the experience for the whole neighborhood. But all you blackies, hood rats are engaged in snatching grabs. I'm speaking sarcastically, but no, you're not. Nigga. <laughs> Aaron's right. If you if you're in the industry to make money, you you idiot. Why are you discriminating? Um, discriminating. Would you say? Discriminating. Not say discriminating. I'm pretty close. I'm pretty sure you said discriminating. No, you sit up here. You probably heard that. Yo, that's your internet. (laughs) Uh, Pedro over here. Pedro over here worried. Sound like Matt Gates. In Joe Biden's America, (laughs) the last link in a broken supply chain is a broken window in the front of a Nike store. That actually was a good cutoff. Some hood rats renting your house. <laughs> but you know what? It, it kind of shows you if they're out there being prejudiced, I kind of want to build up a, more of a base of who these people are and you ban them. 
from written, you know, for being on Verbal or Airbnb or whatever other ones out there, you you ban them. You tell them, okay, you're no longer, and you blacklist them. Uh-huh. That way, we don't have that problem. I need I need more uh, I need more hate in this world so we know who these people are. Uh-huh. If you're gonna be a person out there hating like that, messing up your opportunity of earning revenue because it, the way you feel about Filipinos. Hey, so be it. And the niggas of Asia. Here, <laughs> did you say the niggas of Asia? Yep. In other news, um, this week was the one year anniversary of January 6th. The Patriots Day, was it the Patriots Day demonstration on Washington, on the Capitol from a year ago, as Pedro put it? Or the insurrection. Joe Biden had this to say. My fellow Americans, in life there's truth, and tragically there are lies. Lies conceived and spread for profit and power. We must be absolutely clear about what is true and what is a lie. And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle, because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest, and because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our Constitution. He can't accept he lost. You can't love your country only when you win. You can't obey the law only when it's convenient. You can't be patriotic when you embrace and enable lies. Those who stormed this Capitol and those who instigated and incited and those who called on them to do so held a dagger at the throat of America and American democracy. They didn't come here out of patriotism or principle. They came here in rage, not in service of America, but rather in service of one man. Some uh, harsh words from our president, Mr. Joe Biden, let's go Brandon Biden, about last year's insurrection, which was instigated, incited, which is against your First Amendment law, by the way, by Donald Trump. Uh, What do you guys think about that? The rules don't apply. That's the first time I ever heard Joe Biden make a speech in his sleep. You mean the first time he was? It seemed like all his speeches. No, he was. That's what I'm saying. He still sounds sleepy. Although that was a good speech by him, it was straight into the point. He still sounded like he was asleep. (laughs) Trump won. Trump won. By the way, (laughs) one year later, uh, what is it? What is something that you um, have been able to take away or? from the impacts of that day a year ago is something that y'all would say is still still lasting I mean, with you. For me, what it is, um, I've come to see this kind of helped me with um, religion. It's kind of helped me with uh, how I look at things, how having a dictator or a leader or a false prophet to um, incite uh, craziness. This has always, always been brewing in people's minds to have a true 
America where more this that you know the older folks leave the older people the people that had the privilege the white folks are in the league and all, will stay in the league no handouts to anybody trying to come up they want everything to their self they want to take over more things and it just that's just the you know the belief in the truth of those type of people uh, the people that believe in that you know the power structure they wanted to they want to have it back they wanted to believe in fantasy and they tried to get it back on january 6th that's that's the evilness and the sickness that's in those people mm-hmm. that they always wanted to be if i can get my country to where we're in a lead that you care about us that you care about our communities first before you start worrying about Mexican communities, before you start worrying about Aaron's community, uh, any of that. It's it's always me first. Me first. We discovered this country. We won this country fair and square from the Native Americans, from the Southern Methodists or the Spanish that had the Western states. We took this land and you want to keep that way. Don't give the border back to people. Don't give uh, Aaron free reigns and walk through the grocery store without being videotaped. No, I want to always have my eye and my finger and my thumb on the press of the poor. But no, that's that's what that's what white folks want. Everybody wants a fantasy that has this fantasy. If you take something away from them and you start seeing laws change, you see things change as you grow up. And it's like, damn. We used to hate gay people. What happened to that? Uh, We used to be okay to call Negroes niggas sometimes when you was upset. What happened to that? We used to be able to uh, maybe not hire women. What happened to that? How come I can't slap a female on the ass at work? (laughs) This is is bullshit. That's that's their fantasy, and they're upset that it's kind of breaking up. They don't want equality. They want manpower. Even if even in like the white females was fighting for it, hey, I want that man to be able to grab me by my pussy. You you know, that's how they, they are. Probably wanted that. They definitely wanted that. If the white women hadn't pushed him over the top, that's what pushed him over the top was white women. Beautiful white woman. Aaron, what do you year last year you uh you alluded to the DC sniper needed to be on call, but was uh, you know what I'm saying, unfortunately behind bars or dead. Is he dead? You behind know that bars. that's the no, I I don't know. I don't keep up with the monster arrest and they can beat him at that point. Any final thoughts on the DC thing? Any any final takeaways that y'all have? Yeah, uh, I just had a question. When all that shit was going on, I was wondering where the hell's the DC sniper at? Come on. <laughs> I needed that motherfucker laying down in the trunk of that car. Just whoop, 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 whoop. He would the DC sniper would have took out more people than the damn Capitol Police did. He would have did a better job. And he was targeting white people. <laughs> him and that I, damn kid. Him I and that damn the cap, they, they should have called him. They were like, hey man, can, can Trump, can we try to convince Trump to call it the Senate National Guard? Nah, we don't need him. Just get that, get the DC sniper and get what kind of car was he in, Pedro? Uh, he was in a, I think it's Chevy Caprice. Yeah, yeah, it was a Caprice. A, a modified Caprice where they, he can lay down and no one can notice with the hole in the trunk. Yeah, shoot. The, uh, the Capitol Police had the riot shields from the first black ops. <laughs> John Lee Malvo was not on call that day. DC Sniper should have been on call then. They could have went ahead and gave him a little like, hey man, you want a 24-hour parole? 
here you go. Go get that kid and do your thing, man. Go get the go get the Buick. What kind of car is that? A Cutlass page or a Buick? That was a Caprice. And a kept Caprice. That's exactly what it was. Box, it a box seven, like a 1985, 84. Mm-hmm. I would have gave him a brand new Caprice. I would have had Chevy built one. If I if I could have saw it to the future, I would have paid a special order Caprice. Didn't hey, man, have make to. me a brand new special order Caprice that could, that, with the back with this one. passenger seat late. I want the passenger seat turned the other way. So as soon as you hit the button, he laying down straight, looking out that hole in the back. Uh, you know, it's, it's a sad day. I'm not one that expects a lot of society. I end up telling my sister a lot like, dang, you really got a lot of faith in people. Hold on one second. I need the DC sniper outside my door right now. I need the DC sniper right now. He wouldn't even have to lay down in the car. No, dude, you can stand straight up. I'll make you a sniper perch. <laughs> Take out these fools riding dirt bikes all throughout the all throughout down San Pablo all day today. Uh, yeah, January said it was it was it was a sad day. You know, I was I was taken back by it and everything else. I'm not one that wanna keep celebrating it, right? I think we should remember, remember what these idiots did. Remember that some of the court cases are still going on. Keep throwing the book at them if you can and just keep moving on. I don't want to call it an anniversary because that anniversaries are almost like a celebration. I, and I ain't calling no anniversary. I want to say, remember when these motherfuckers did this shit? I'll do that. Well, Margie Ann Taylor Green came out and said this. Beautiful white woman she is. That beautiful white woman. She came out and uh, was upset because she was mad that the insurrection um, interfered with them contesting the outcome in the certification of the vote that day because they had done a lot of, they had put in days and weeks of work to prove that the election. <laughs> that's a dumb, that's, that's, that's just a dumb bitch. That's the same, that's the same female said, I didn't see the country shut down when all these uh, cancer numbers went up. She also the same person that said the thing about yellow, uh, her yellow people, right? Yeah, she's just dumb, man. Here's what she had to say. I want you all to know that on January 6th, I was very upset with what happened that day. And it was because it completely interrupted the work that we had worked very hard on all throughout Christmas, um, uh, preparing for January 6th to object on behalf of Americans that felt their votes had been stolen. <laughs> Votes have been stolen. Just a dumb teacher. That's what I'm saying. The, the the fantasy with these women, they, they're 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 preying on other white people that actually believe that. The celebration continued with speeches from Kamala Harris, uh, Chuck Schumer, and one Miss Nancy Pelosi, who had a presentation that uh, was meant to inspire those in our country who maybe um, needed a boost after January sixth. Here's the clip. This is why we need um, uh, to vote these people out every four years. <laughs> uh, what? What? I, I, play the clip. This is ridiculous. Go ahead. As a conversation, we're privileged to have a contribution from one of the great creative talents of our time, Lynn Manuel Miranda. May his beautiful words be an inspiration to us. Among the words he said and in the music, we'll make it right for you. If we lay a strong enough foundation, we'll pass it on to you and we'll give the world to you. Lin-Manuel and his father and the, the Hamilton singers whom we'll hear from said that they were all very honored 
to be asked to participate today. I call your attention to... A new year brings hope for the future, new energy to face the tasks ahead of us, and a renewed promise to strengthen the foundations of our democracy. We are all stewards of the American experiment, working to pass down to our children and our grandchildren a more perfect union that treats all its citizens with fairness and equity. We should never take our rights and liberties for granted, and we must remain committed to finding a way forward together. That's what I wrote about in the song Dear Theodosia from Hamilton. I believe no challenge is worth abandoning our efforts to unite as Americans. We'll keep working, generation after generation. This thing you got a 12-year-old boy's haircut. Nah, I don't recognize none of these motherfuckers. This is my favorite song from that show. Dear Theodosia, what to say to you? You have oh, my eyes, you, you have your mother's name. When you came into the world, you cried. And it broke my heart. I'm dedicating every day to you. Domestic life was never quite my style When you smile You knock me out, I fall apart Light-skinned tongue, niggas so smart. He's not talking there <laughs> with our young nation We'll bleed and fight for you We'll make it right for you If we This makes me want to hop that gate myself <laughs> <laughs> Nigga on the left look like he's playing wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. Come on. I thought that was Dalek. Who's this kid in play looking nigga? This light skin ass. That's like Sean, <laughs> like Sean King. This is why. That's a Filipino nigga right there. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna be the second person in Nancy Pelosi office after watching. Hey, hey hold on. That nigga, Aaron, Aaron, you could you yeah. be on Broadway. That nigga got a hairline like That's what I was thinking, man. I was like, man, this hairline farther back than mine. My mother. Uh, what the hell is this stupid ass song? Jerk, get this shit out. Yeah, please, please stop. This song is shit. I'm gonna block you from Zoom if you can play any more of this. I gotta find it. I got a nigga in the backyard. Who edited this? This is tight. Is that Joe Bunn? I got Joe Button. Right, right. Turn this off. Yeah, turn it off. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I had enough. I don't want to be affiliated with anything like this. Yeah, you I'm with Pedro. I'm with Pedro, Jerry. <laughs> this, this, this is why the Democrats can't win nothing. Exactly. Right here. Exactly. This I'm right, with this I'm right with here. Pedro. <laughs> you, gonna, you think you're gonna sing your way into office? What is this crap? Why is she wasting taxpayer money? Now I can see why everybody in Central Valley for years has signs of hating Nancy Pelosi. In sports, in sports, Antonio Brown was officially released by the 
Buccaneers this past week after his epic meltdown on the sideline or stand for standing up for himself on the sideline. As the story evolved from last week, uh, it sounds as though there are some conflicting reports about what happened. Um, Antonio Brown claims that he told him he was too injured to play. He said that he was kicked off the team before he could ever quit the team. So he decided not to rep their jersey anymore. Bruce Arians said that he just wouldn't go in. He had a look in his eye he hadn't seen in a long time, and uh, he was just through with it. And, and, and after giving him extra chances, uh, I think he was at his he was at his the end of the rope with his patience um, <laughs> for Antonio Brown. But um, it sounds as though they, they wanted to play injured. Antonio Brown said he was too hard to play. Um, and refused to go in because he didn't want to play injured. I could see an NFL team line. I could also see Antonio Brown line or not having his full understanding of the truth be what is actuality at times from previous you know behaviors. Uh, what do you guys think about the Antonio Brown saga as it unfolded? And he released uh, text messages between him and Tom Brady, him and Arians, him and Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's medical guru. He also released his own banking account number and routing number. <laughs> like a fool he also released those two things oh, what a fool is this man what, uh, why did he do that what did he do that to prove a point about what that was alex Hurrell. he's trying to prove uh, like this man charging me ain't done nothing ain't done no work he's sitting here charging me that's what his argument was he's sitting here charging me and he ain't done no work right <laughs> he ain't done nothing we don't know antonio brown has stiffed a lot of people Right. He stiff cooks. He stiff masseuses. He stiff. He stiff moving companies. Right. Harder on people. So we don't know. If Alex Guerrero, it sounds like Alex Guerrero has a high reputation of doing well. It don't sound like he's one that was charged you, send you an invoice for work he didn't do. Right. And that's the crazy thing about it. And this fool sitting here, it's just a fool, man. He's just a self-serving, self-interest fool. Right. Like Pedro said about the people on January 6th. That's what Antonio Brown is. Uh, January 6th, he just hasn't been around the White House. And the Bruce Aarons text don't even look like a real text. One, he, it doesn't show you the whole phone. So you don't see the top or any name written down, right? Or the number. And it says, hey, this is Bruce. Hey, man, your foot okay? We're going to need you this uh, tomorrow, whatever, whatever. And then Antonio Brown's sitting in the picture writing back. I'm like, he wouldn't have his head coach's cell phone. Only time I had to text, hey, this is Aaron, is the people that I don't know, right? <laughs> when I tell you, how the <laughs> hell, man, this fool, this dude is just a fool. You can't well, believe maybe, shit he's saying. Maybe, maybe he likes, you know, some of my cousins and uh, family members who always change their phone number. <laughs> a Bruce Aaron's? I mean, Bruce Aaron's always changing no, no, his phone no, no, number, Tom, right? no, no, I can see Antonio Brown always getting a new phone. I can see Antonio Brown doing <laughs> so, that, but, but Bruce, so Bruce Aaron's got to be like, Aaron's hey, he probably, he probably used to always get a, he's getting a new number for Antonio, like, hey, a PR, who's the new, what's the new AB number? I need, okay, I, hey, it's Bruce again. <laughs> it's the new number. Antonio Brown ain't, ain't, ain't saving his number necessarily from phone to phone. <laughs> no, nah, this is Antonio Brown, man. He, he, no guy would say, hey, this is Bruce. <laughs> I can see a team lying though and not being honest about trying to get an injured player or a player who doesn't feel, you know what I'm saying, healthy enough to play to play. And but that's that's, that's part happened of the game. Before. Yeah, it's no, happened. that's happened before. This it definitely happens. It's not nothing new. That's happened. But we're looking at the person that, that this happened to mm -hmm. and how trifling he was through the season and what he had cost them in the middle of the season um by making up uh, make-believe vaccination cards. All he had to do was say, I'm not getting vaccinated. It was that simple. You know, don't get vaccinated. I don't believe in the government's message. Yeah, yeah because you still play and not be vaccinated. Right. 
and then end up getting a vaccine anyways after yeah. that because he know he like hoes <laughs> and, and bad people around him. He's trying to <laughs> smash a dude named Scott. So <laughs> take 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 the shot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um, Come on, that's low. The clip that we played earlier, this is a clip from the Full Send uh, podcast where Antonio Brown was, you know, you know, being candid about his time and part of his time in uh, Tampa Bay. And so he did say this this week, came out and said this. Who led the team in receptions on the back end of the year coming in as a third receiver? Antonio Brown. So why am people not saying that? So why am I playing for the same? Uh, why am I playing for a prove it deal? If it was about money, don't you think I would have stayed in the game on a bad ankle? For sure. Do you? Th- yeah, of course. Could I have a moment of silence for Antonio Brown, one of the greatest football players of all time? <laughs> Thank you. All right. And, you know, Antonio Brown was, you know, he did put a lot of stipulations on that first thing. It sounds as though he's like, if it was about money, I would have left. But then again, why am I on a prove it deal? And I, you know, so it's like one of those things like you on a prove it deal because nigga, you've been cut because you've been a headache multiple <laughs> times to other people, or you've been having erratic behavior that makes you not accountable. You could have had $30 million from the Raiders had you stayed on the roster for for another 24 hours, but instead you did everything possible, you know, saying expose your, your head coach's uh, phone call, you know what I'm saying? Put that out there, threw some other people under the bus. You didn't show for practice, refused to practice, you get released and lose out on $30 million guaranteed. It was $30 million guaranteed, bro. Yeah, that's, why I, that's how I knew he didn't need That's money. why you want to prove a deal. Because you say you don't care about the guaranteed money enough to be on a guaranteed contract. So prove it, nigga. No, nah, because don't forget the Patriots signed him with only like half of that. Like one year, what was it? Like one year, $13 million, $15 million And he something. had some weird shit going on. I don't remember what happened at the Patriots, but some other shit happened where they let him go because it was just not, it wasn't worth the headache, unfortunately, you know? It's one of the oh, Patriots, they let him go because of the whole sexual harass, the whole sexual assault thing that came Oh, up. that's what it was. I forgot. Part that did it for him in was his texting the woman back and texting out her information and her kids and pictures. Mm-hmm. And said, and basically said, boys, go give it, go get her. Mm-hmm. He put out all her personal information of her and her kids and where she stayed and her number and everything. He put that on Instagram. And she farted on her. <laughs> like, I don't want to just hate on a player because usually I side with the player over. I'll roast the player, but I'll side with the player's interest over the, the, the teams most times because, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, I believe the team is always going to do the player dirty. The, the ownership is always going to do the labor force dirty. But in this case, he's had so many different things. This is the same dude that also said he wanted all his baby mamas, different women with different kids of his, to live in the same household so, and they gotta they gotta stop being so catty and make it work you know what i'm saying so they can raise all their kids as like a family and i'm like no he didn't say a family he said so they can help out each other and help and help raise his kids he didn't say shit about being a family I, I, you know what i'm not even upset about that no he uh, whatever he want to do in his personal life as long as it ain't hurting like people physically Pedro, they all... didn't want to do it he was mad at them for not <laughs> I, wanting to I, I, do it I'm saying. women that don't know each other that probably got several baby mamas because he was cheating on each other with them to get together so they can live in a house basically to make it so he don't have to pay child support and pay all, all this support and all that and then and then moments you know that same day after he uh after he you know stormed out the field he uh released a, a new track called pit not the palace yeah. I'm not sure if this is like a, a sampler of the song or if this is the actual song, but uh, let's uh, tap in with uh, this two minutes of straight fire. Man, I've been sitting back waiting for the moment, man, to see you run down the field again, brother. I told you from day one, 
This was gonna be a tough move. You made it. You came through the fire. Be ready to see the light. I cause the prayer is ready for you to be back. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kinda stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coop with no mileage. Run it, style it. I'm, I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it, style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the coop with no mileage. Came from the struggle, I had to hustle. Get out the muscle, this is no tussle. I don't gotta touch you, I get the beat, I make it bubble. This is tough, fresh out of payment. They bring the pain, I bring the payment. Throw in the hate, this in the rain. I told you from day one, this was gonna be a tough move. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kinda stylish, lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Run it, style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it, style it. Uh, hit on the gas, make it growl it. Uh, jump in the coupe with no mileage. Hey, hey, B, man. You had them three little boys, and God just gave you another son, man. You've been out the game for over a year. You put up big numbers, but you know the greatest number is loving them four young boys that look up to you more than anybody else. This is just typical Antonio Brown, man. It's just shit after shit after shit. Nah, I'm not worried about that. Either. We already established that. But what do you think about this new fire? Man, that fire was whack, dude. I, I I feel like I feel like Kanye West said more words in his song "Poopity Scoop" than Antonio Brown did in that song. That was trash, dude. Yep. Who had? He's talking about. So the narrator said he had a fourth kid. He had a fourth son. Antonio Brown. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he has four or five kids now. And he also got a daughter it. too, Pedro. You're not counting the girls he got. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's on I, the- I, I, I shame the women that sleep with this man. <laughs> You're really, really, really sick. Well, you got to give him really the first. Sick. The first one was like his girlfriend. For, for no, no, I'm not talking. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about everybody after. All after they seen all the violence to happen. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, they seen all this violence happen, and you still sleeping with this dude. That means let me know that you're bad for society. Also, let's stop. I'm not look. Yeah, yeah, they're not smart, but let's let's stick to Antonio Brown. I'm not gonna start blaming women for having this kid, even though that that's not a smart idea. Let's stick to Antonio Brown. I'm sticking to the women because you could sleep with me. I'll take care of the kids. He had his fifth child when he was still with the Steelers. He got he might have more than that because he had his fifth child when he was still with the Steelers. Well, he also it came out this week. It's claims from an influencer. I forget her name, Aaron, who was saying that she spent the night with him and had a little rendezvous with him the night before. The toilet licking girl. The toilet licking girl. I don't remember her name, but Uh, it's something a little. I know. I know her name. Nasty hoe. A heathen is her name. Oh, Ava Louise. Ava Louise. Is- Ava Louise came out, the influencer <clears throat> who's best known for her toilet licking challenge on TikTok. Oh, no, she's known for her BBL now. And she has a BBL, <clears throat> which Aaron is, you know, Aaron is following the B- top, top end BBLs. So if you need a list of the best BBLs, check in, tap in with AG3. What's on that BBL? One. That's a, a Brazilian butt lift. It's where they take, oh, Aaron's done a lot of research into it, but it's all natural a procedure. 
where they take your fat from other parts of your body and deposit it into your ass. It's what I believe that Kim Kardashian had back in the day before it was famous, before it was known. When she probably had the top surgeon and paid a lot of money for hers. Because remember, she did that MRI on her ass to show that she didn't have any ejections or it because the fat wouldn't show up on the MRI. Because especially it's your own fat, it's not going to show up. One of the early episodes of Keeping Up the Kardashians and everyone's, and everyone's like, man, her ass is real. BBL. Well, anyways, okay. Ava okay. Louise uh, claimed that Antonio Brown snuck her into his hotel room the night before uh, the game. And they had a little rendezvous. Uh, the twenty, I think she's 23, 23 year old, so that she yeah, uh, had always had been talking back and forth with him for a while, the last couple of years. And she thought, why not? Let's just let's see what happens. And claims that he mm-hmm. wanted to have her record them having sex and put it out there. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, she had a rendezvous <laughs> with him the night before. See, here's the problem. Also, stop getting with these online influencers. They want attention. They want as much attention and much, so they gonna tell all. You know, she also took a picture with a timestamp or made a video with a timestamp while lying in bed with him. And he was like sleeping and she was lying in the bed and sent it out. And then she released the text. She released the text where it says, A.B., here, I'll send you I'll, I'll send you guys the link right now. No, I believe you. Now you're getting that link, Pedro. In the link that it say I'm from the pit, not the palace. Our shout outs is a segment we end the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or talk shit about something that is not working or has pissed them off this week, or they can highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner shout outs, Cutty Corner shout outs. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're burning now. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I'm in for this, man. Gonna let you down. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I had a couple laced up and ready to go, but I think I'm going to save them. But I like to give a um, melancholy Cutty Corner shout out to Lucas. Lucas Taproom in Oakland is closing. Uh, I know people like Jared, when I saw the text get sent out, was celebrating and, 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 and bitching about having a couple of bad experiences there. But I, I'm really sad about Lucas. Let me tell you what Lucas meant to me. For some people, they might know Lucas later on or Lucas now. I know Lucas from the start. First year at Open, first first month or week, so I was there. Didn't even know about it. Got invited by a friend in 04. Lucas was basically... It was a trailblazing restaurant in downtown Oakland. It was when downtown Oakland had nothing there. But Jeffrey's Inner Circle was still somewhere on, on the other side. Uh, Sears was still down there. I remember having my car go flat, having a tire go flat. And it was at nighttime when none of the tire place opened. I had to leave my car right down the street from Lucas, walk past there. A security guard promised me who was working overnight. He's like, I watch your car, man. Don't even try. Lucas was a trailblazer when nobody else, when other businesses wouldn't even think about moving to downtown. They were the first place to give us somewhere to go in downtown Oakland. Somewhere to go if you, you know, like during summer when I worked at Preservation Park at lunch, if I wanted to go out with someone I'm working with and just get a drink at lunch or get some lunch from there, we could walk to Lucas or we wanted to go get it somewhere after work. And then also as Pedro know, when he came up, almost every time he came up, we went to Lucas. 
and people went out to meet people at Lucas. It wasn't a place where people went to be on their phones to take pictures. They went to meet people. They would talk. It was friendly. It was very people of color friendly. See, the problem with Lucas is that people also, Jared, around your age and millennials, you know downtown Oakland for its renaissance, its urban renewal. That wasn't really an urban renewal. It was a gentrification, right? Lucas was there before Oakland started gentrifying. And now, you know, all these other places where Make Weston came and all this. Lucas was a place where you could feel good as an African-American man and be around other people of color, be around people, white people. It didn't matter. You felt good in there. I hate to say it, but not every place in the downtown revitalization feels that way. Lucas was that first in that place. So I'm very sad that the owner of the building is raising it, doubling the, the lease amount. They can't afford it, especially during this pandemic. And it's just sad to see someone that was a trailblazer that remained true to itself. Yes, it had a couple of bad experiences with Jared there, maybe, maybe two or three. But still, it was still a solid place to go, solid place to meet people for a while. It, it was it was it. And you can't you can't say you didn't like remember those bartenders at that around that time, Jared. You remember those bartenders. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'll try to get with one of them bartenders. Maybe, maybe bartenders. It was just a nice, cool this place. Is before I started cheating on my wife. Come on, <laughs> tell me he didn't just say that. Pietro, do you have a cutty corner shout out? I do. And for all you reviewers um, to say y'all don't get paid, well, I have living proof. I am a technical stereo autophile technician, professional engineer. Nigga, please. I know certain sounds. I know how to hear alms. I know how to detect bass treble. Bass treble in mid-range, I know how to detect it with my inner ear. Also with my third eye, I can see sound. So you're not going to get anything over on me, all right? They got a dog! Boss, the great American the affordable audio for stereo components. They make a double den head unit with app, bass, everything. Everything looks so sweet. I was like, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to buy from an American company. I'm finally excited to buy something American besides a damn Honda or a Toyota would be reliable, sound good, run good, something. So I go and hook up the boss system. I'm looking at the features. They have all the buttons in the right place, Volume knob on the on the double den. I'm really excited. I hook it up. I got power. I'm ready to go. I'm just so excited. I'm like, man, this is it. Feel it feel good. Feel heavy and sturdy. Said 80 watts per channel, which you know watts. That that's another tricky thing. So I plug in the radio. I'm like, okay, all right. Got the features. Got the apps. This this is cool, man. I turn on the radio. I turn on the AM radio. Turn up the volume. Keep turning up the volume. I was like, dang, the speakers are pushing at a low 13. I was like, wow, the speakers are pushing. Clicked it up to about 17, 18. Everything distorted. It's the biggest piece of dog shit. All I heard, it sounded like some bad headphones you get out of the airport when you leave your headphones at home or you leave your Bluetooth at home and you just need to get a quick headset to make you through the trip. That's what that sounded like. It was so horrible. It's like dog shit is in my ear. For you to call yourself a radio manufacturer and you can't even turn up your system without it distorting and beating and trashing all over the place, it was absolutely awful. Not even a hard dried up dog shit. 
I was so depressed. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm gonna get at you reviewers for on YouTube talking about, oh, I got this head unit. Oh, the boss is coming up. It's, 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 it's catching up with Pioneer, JVC Kid with Alpine. All these YouTubers that had me thinking, okay, I got me a decent system. F you, F you and your mama and your cousin's sister, especially her. I don't like that hoe. Not even the hard dried up dog shit for seven days. It's the soft dog shit is like baby shit. It's like that. That's what the album is like. And I never want to hear it again. And I'm never going to fucking forgive him for wasting my time. That is time I will never get back. It's like dog shit is in my ear. Motherfucker. That's what they were. There was influencers on YouTube to try to push this crap on America and they sell out of Walmart. Walmart, you also should be ashamed for carrying that product. That couldn't power Hyundai speakers. So uh, cut a quarter shout out goes to influencers on YouTube with crappy products. Boss, you should be ashamed of yourself making that trash. Yeah, and that nigga owe me $5. Well, my Cutty Corner shout-out goes out. It's a positive Cutty Corner shout-out. It goes out to uh, Luca's closing. If y'all don't know, uh, Aaron's Cutty Corner shout-out was about Luca's being a, a, a trailblazer of his time, and being one of the few restaurants in downtown Oakland when nobody wanted to be there, and how it was very inviting. And I'll give Luca's credit. It was very inviting. It's a very diverse place. I enjoyed that about Luca's. But one of the main reasons why, you know, Taco Pablo and, and Aaron really love Luca so much is because Brandon loves hamburgers, and if you can go to a place and get a decent hamburger, <laughs> he loves it. And it was inviting for brothers. It was a inviting place for brothers. It had a little bit of the restaurant. Vibe yeah, but Brandon, Brandon, right. Brandon, oh, Brandon. Cut it, shout okay, out. okay, okay, okay. You got to tell your story. Okay, okay. I'll wait till you're done. Uh huh. And and so it had that vibe, and he could get a decent burger there. And you know that's great for Brandon. And Aaron liked it because he was hitting on this one bartender he was hoping to get with for several years, and, and you know it never materialized. But it was always. It was always there because Brandon also one of his his girlfriend knew her and it was it was always a little something. Then we went there because she was working, okay, and she would hook it up a little bit. So I get why y'all like the spot. It had a vibe, but let me tell you this, Lucas, you cannot continue to offer a product at a premium price when its quality is not meeting that premium price, and that's one thing that Lucas is good at doing. And, and, you know, if you want to get a burger, you know what I'm saying? If you was fiending for a burger, go there, order anything on the menu, and you could get yourself a burger-flavored anything. You don't offer a $20-plus meal of uh, a seared ahi tuna, seared ahi tuna, on a bed of quinoa with fresh vegetables, where the quinoa tastes like sand salt, salted sand, and the seared ahi tuna tastes like a fish-shaped, gray piece of hamburger meat okay like if i wanted a burger i would have said give me the ahi tuna burger if i wanted a burger i would have said uh make sure you fry that seared ahi tuna on the same grill without cleaning that you cook all your burgers on and cook it till it's dry but i didn't ask for that i paid for a seared ahi tuna on a bed of quinoa with fresh veggies okay that's not what i got i also Order some oysters. Y'all trying to be bougie, man. We offer oysters. God, that's so we near the Oakland Pier. We know. We and have a dollar oysters. They're bougie. They cost a dollar each, Jared. I don't want to hear it. That's not bougie. You offering, uh, you offering oysters. Seafood is a classy component to a restaurant. You offering a classy thing, whether it's dollar oysters then or it's whatever you uh, charge, not, not on those days. You don't serve oysters that are spawning and got nut sauce all over them. And it'd be like, yeah, man, we just serving you some, some, some oyster cum. Like, what? What is this? 
I didn't order no oyster cum. I ordered oysters on a half shell. So if you wanted a burger, Lucas is your place. Because no matter, you could have, man, you could have ordered a, a prime rib, okay? And it would taste like hamburger. You could have ordered a vegan, a vegan rye uh, uh, a sandwich, BLT. It would still taste like hamburger. Man, you could have ordered some mac and cheese. Still tastes like hamburger, okay? So, Lucas, it did not taste like you had your chance. You had your window. And I'm sad that y'all going. It's sad to see, you know, you've been you've been a mainstay of downtown Oakland, but I'm also happy to see you go because y'all was bamboozling people into paying for shit that hold you on, were not on, offering and that you were not able to come through with. So my cutty corner shout out goes out to Lucas closing, but also backhanded goes out to all these landlords who are trying to raise rent and being some shady motherfuckers. My other cutty corner shout out goes out to Brandon Taco Pablo for not holding <laughs> his landlord's feet to the fire when they were asking him six, five, six years ago to move out so they could double maybe even triple the rent of his apartment and not holding their feet to the fire and get more money out of them when they were asking him to leave so that they could refurbish it we do you know remodel it and then triple the price of his one bedroom apartment that is right on telegraph in west grand in oakland you know what i'm saying like so brandon you should have got at least ten ten thousand dollars i would say you could have asked for fifty thousand dollars to have you move you didn't get it i don't know what you got out of them but you didn't get nearly enough because those motherfuckers had you move, and I was riding through downtown as Lucas was closing down, and as your apartment is looking the same, and they probably charging two to three times the rent that they were charging you. You should have held their feet to the fire, because these years later, they've made however much money in their pockets, because they got you to leave. Crazy, Negro. Now you're living in fucking North Carolina. That's on you, player. You could have got some money off them motherfuckers. Landlords, <laughs> eat a dick, y'all some sleazy, greedy motherfuckers. That's right! You know what, Jerry? Now, now you say you say something that charges still the premium price, but it's no longer premium. You kept going back to Nami Burger, which was more expensive than Lucas. We would go to Lucas. Remember, Lucas had half off burgers on Monday. That was the day we would usually go. Nami was expensive and premium, and used to be worth that expensive premium. But you, we kept going even. We when went they a fell couple off. of times, and we realized it we fell off. A couple of times, like, too is... many. Yeah, I realized before that couple of times. But also, you, I also, just waited for because of the Lucas thing. I waited for no, you to no, no. call. No, no. I was you like, finally called is, it. Like, I, I, I did, but you know what? But I also called. It. I wasn't sitting there defending it when I was like, man, I was like, it wasn't as good as time. Or like, I was like, yeah, it, it seemed like. Oh no, 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 no! Lucas served us some nut sauce. I don't know how y'all eat too They served us nut sauce. I believe you. They served a hamburger patty disguised as a fish. I believe you on that one. My thing is, Jared, see, you don't have the same feeling about Lucas. Pedro was there back. He came to visit back in 04. He was there. He know what it was like when me, him, and Marshawn left there. And I get a, I got a phone number, and the person called me that night asking me to come over. Things like that. Now, Brandon, I think Brandon liked Lucas, but it wasn't one of his favorite spots because Brandon also didn't like a place that had too many brothers in it. And you know that. <laughs> if it was overcrowded on Brent, but brothers, it might have had a few too many in it for Brandon. Mm -hmm. But he still liked Lucas. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, Lucas was the first place. Lucas is where we went and had our first overall meeting for this podcast. Mm -hmm. When Adari said we need to meet, we gotta have a talk about the meeting, and then he sh and, and the talk was about people showing up late, and then he showed up two hours late. And Luke, <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of which, Lucas is closing down. It is a sad day. I, I, all jokes aside, it is sad to see them leaving. But at the same time, y'all kind of did this to yourselves, and I don't have no sympathy. For they didn't do this to themselves. The I don't have no sympathy for y'all. Offering ahi tuna, seared ahi man. I had seared ahi tuna, uh, different places. And I've had premium. That's fine. They fucked up good. on the IE tuna, Jerry. They fucked I it up and charged it. It was $25. Jerry, 
What the fuck are you doing over there? Because I'm like, oh man, Lucas, man, I'm gonna see if they got some chef culinary skills on this bitch. And they what are you like, ordering? They didn't have. Would you order ahi tuna from Lake Chalet? Uh, no, because I've, no, I've heard enough stories from Lake Chalet to where I probably wouldn't. But it's on a lake. It's a chalet. And it's it on a bougie. shitty lake. It's on a man-made lake in the middle of Oakland. That's fresh, know, that's fresh ocean fresh water fruit. in there. No, they have to open they, it they up. They catch their fish out in the back. They, they catch fish I in the back. I hope not. I hope not that making it worse. Uh, they ain't going to catch nothing but lime scooters. Anyways, uh, well, uh, well, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. Uh, we hope y'all are having a lovely uh, 2022 and uh, that y'all are staying healthy and staying blessed. Y'all got anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no, stay blessed, stay safe. Uh, Pedro, you got anything? Garrett, we ordered an IE tuna with fish that look like that, that fish from uh, Man in Black Part 3. <laughs> look like the fish from The, fish from yeah, the Simpsons. Well, uh, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, please tap in with us and uh, continue to send us out to your friends. If you got any friends that you think would like our stuff, uh, send it to two or three friends. That would do us a great, uh, great service. We were trying to expand the show even more. But uh, we will leave you with this. Hamilton made white people really feel good about themselves. They believe that men, man, it's all it was written by a man of color. It made, you know what it did? It made the very liberal conscious, which I like, I like liberal conscious white people, but it made them feel really good about going to pay money and all that money and keep me from seeing Hamilton in person because it was expensive as hell and hard to get tickets. This, this made me right here. That song sucked, changed, dude. Changed my voter registration from independent right back to Republican, which I used to vote in the 80s. <laughs> I rebuked that song in the name of Jesus. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nancy Pelosi, and whoever put that video together of all those people zooming and singing uh, the song. Um, I don't recognize none of them. I thought I was at least going to get like a Leslie Odom Jr. You know what I'm saying? Give me Leslie Odom Jr. Lin-Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda. Who sang the song in, in the show, Jared? The original one was Leslie Odom Jr. and Lin-Manuel Miranda. And Leslie Odom Jr. carried that song and Lin-Manuel Miranda came in with this nasally-ass <laughs> non-singing voice and just tried to hold one note and then he melodized or did melodies with Leslie Odom Jr. who kind of carried and made his voice sound better. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're, we're turning into a nice holiday. January 6th, you know what I'm saying? Nancy Pelosi, she's not out of touch. <laughs> she reminded oh, me of, of, yeah, like, you know, like that, that boomer age culture where they're like, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is so much, this is, this is an advancement from where we started at. And it's like, yeah, like it's an advancement, but this is, this is a token advancement to some degrees. Yeah, it, it's going to have some important, you know, uh, impacts in the theater world and access and representation to some degree, but it's not, it didn't like, if you are somebody of the age or the generation or just a perspective that you think a theater play is actually, um, for you, is tangible difference that you can see from when you started out as young, a young adult to now, I get it, respect. But if you see that as some kind of tangible change that's actually like emblematic of the change that needs to happen in our country, 
then you have lost your way and you are lost at, you know what I'm saying? Understanding like, yeah, but we don't need tokenism right now. We don't need a bunch of tokenism. Tokenism was got us to the point where we have tokenism on both sides where, uh, and the fact that it has to be a two-sided thing is, 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 the, is a root issue that we should get, talk more about. But you got tokenism on both sides where, you know, they got trying to turn Ashley Babbitt into a martyr for the cause. Like, no, she decided to go to an unauthorized area in a Capitol building where there are elected officials at the highest level there, you're going to get shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. So the tokenism needs to stop. Fuck the tokenism. Let's get to the root issues. But the issue is the deep state won't allow it to happen. Shout out to Powell for breaking it down. The deep state doesn't want it to happen. They want us to be looking at these tokens, one side versus the other. And the whole time they're doing their own little, you know what I'm saying, proxy wars and everything else. You know what I'm saying? The school to prison pipeline, all that shit. They still got it intact. Ain't nothing changing. They running their games. And we sitting here while she wearing her her Mockingjay shirt with a goddamn brooch on her chest looking like she got, she getting paid by Vera Wang to wear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Doing her thing, making money, making back backdoor corporate uh, uh, deals. Why, so I can fall in love with some cute black man that teaches white people everything they know about the shrimp industry before they kill him 30 minutes into the movie? Huh? Hey, why don't you walk down that tunnel, black man? Hey, black man, turn on the generator. This dinosaur is out there. Hey, black man, look out. He's got a gun. Fuck Nancy Pelosi. Fuck Lin-Manuel Miranda for acting being a little token-ass pawn for this bullshit. Fuck you, too. Fuck the bipartisan bullshit. Let's get to the root issues. We need to have a pluralistic voting situation. We need to stop trying to restrict voting. And we need to stop looking at these kind of things as things as real change. Lin-Manuel Miranda singing about a white man all the goddamn time. No, that's not real change. Bullshit-ass bullshit. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got a little rant right there. because That shit pissed me off, too. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, well, this one that's right a waste here. Waste of money and time. That's a waste of money and time. They always getting their ads kicked in these primaries, and this is the reason why. Right? Yeah, yeah. This especially one Nancy coming up. There's one I coming know, up. I, under, I understand that they probably got the same donors, and they tell them, "Hey, just push back on my Republican friends. I'll, you know, I'll bread you out, or, or I'll steer some votes your way." But this is this kind of stuff is getting out of hand. That's it's what I said. Like, let's we're living in a fantasy now. Ridiculous. One, I would one's rather, a fantasy of hate, another one's fantasy of idealism, uh, fairy tales. I don't, I don't know what the <laughs> hell that was. I, I, you know, I just, I would have rather watched Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene argue about something that makes no sense for that three minutes that that song was going on. <laughs> it's like, let me have them argue about global warming. Let, like, can we just watch that instead? 